don't know why we're joking about it because it will become true. <laughs> like the virus is going to mutate, turn into a technology virus that's going <laughs> to jump through like the matrix between computers. <laughs> oh. But it only goes through analog phones in the Matrix, so we're safe. So cell phones are okay. Cell phones are good. <laughs> it was the 90s. We didn't have that many cell phones. Did I tell you that I just rewatched all three of those? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, the first one is amazing, but the last two, ugh. The last two had a very direct story message, but my God, yes. There was a lot of fighting and a lot of didn't need to be there sort of things but just watching that technology i was just like oh man those were the 90s those were the 2000s the matrix really opened it was like an amazing thing that i have ever had ever seen you know it was like oh my god this is like amazing Mm. and i feel like it kind of holds up i know i haven't seen it recently but I feel like it holds up because they did a lot of, they did most of their own stunts and, you know, they didn't use a lot right. of CGI and because they didn't have it then. So until the third movie. In which right. And then it was just like everybody's behind a CGI. green screen. <laughs> Bending backwards, doing impossible things. Yeah. Well, that's the new crew. That's, that's the, what is it? The Corona. What would we even call that if it were digital? What, your damn coronavirus? <laughs> the technology Corona. Cell phones, Corona cell phone virus, <laughs> Salona virus. Or is it just the rotary virus, Corona rotary? It can't be rotary because then, you know, nobody got no rotary phones. And my mom did when, before we moved. Actually, we had it when we moved too. She even got like one of those super long curly ones. And then I think it literally was just because they were changing their internet and they were like, this is too expensive to keep the... <laughs> And my dad was a firm believer, too. He was, like, firm on, like, we have to have a landline. I mean, we still have a landline, but and then they got rid we don't of have it. a rotary phone attached to it. I don't even know if people know what a rotary is anyway anymore. It's true. I bet you're surprised I even know what it is. I actually am. <laughs> well, if I didn't have a parent who was all about nostalgia, I probably wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Well, welcome to Battle Love! Yeah. Tragedy edition. Still going on. Fire burning everywhere. Actually, yeah. What I mean, since last time we've had explosions, two of them. Because we had one that was in Beirut. Then we had the one that was in, was it Detroit? I don't know what you're talking about. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like a huge explosion. In Detroit? Let me look it up. There was one in March, apparently. So, but not that yes, one. March. Because uh, it was a recent one that actually like knocked out windows and stuff too. Baltimore, <laughs> way off. Wow. So yeah, that one was the major explosion. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. and that was Ooh. earlier this week. We should check on our friends at the read, the read, the memeing of it all. Yeah. Although I haven't seen them be too silent. No, they're on there still, but it's <laughs> nice. It's a ga- oh a gas explosion. It's nice just to check in and ask if everybody's alive. Yes, they did for us. Their people are alive. So, yeah, so those two happen. God, the checklist of things go on and on. And they just get funner and funner and funner, 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 and funner. (sighs) Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. I guess we have to start somewhere, so. Did you know that we have a six degrees of separation to Kamala Harris, who is now vice presidential nominee 
and QVC. I actually do because didn't we talk about this in last season? Well, I think we might have had a conversation about it. We I think we talked about it off air so to speak because we were trying to figure out if we should change our theme song it's <laughs> true because kamala has our theme song and she had it on her um introductory video when she was running in the primaries mm-hmm. and i was like well you know wow why did they pick our theme song because she then... listens to us right exactly <laughs> she's a fan and then the other day i was watching qvc and I was like, oh, my God, it's our theme song. They had oh it playing God. in a commercial. <laughs> Why did we choose? See, I'm telling you. you remember when we, I did. And I was like, it's spunky. It's like a K-pop. Like you are in one of those television shows that's stupid and quirky. Mm-hmm. This is why they're choosing it because mm-hmm. it's on the rise. Yeah. So that's two. But I prefer the first one. I mean, I'm okay with QVC recognition as well, but... I want them both to know that we had it first. <laughs> Meanwhile, we just bought it off a site. It's not like we hired someone to to make this song for it's us. It's true, but still, we didn't. It wasn't like a top ten song. No, it wasn't. Like so, we dug for a like, while. We really did some research work and listening of different types of music to pick mm-hmm. this fancy theme song, and maybe it's just a testament to our music picking skills. This is true. So. I actually, in all reality, I think I'm going to update our website and we're going to say theme music approved by. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just a running list of everything I see. (laughs) Kamala Harris, QVC. (laughs) Geico. (laughs) Oh, God, I hope not. I don't want to give them any credit for anything. Well, it's good to know how fancy we are. We are fancy and... Congrats to Kamala. We wish her and Joe the best of luck in this fight. Yeah, it's been a rough couple of first days just out of the sheerness of... And and we all knew, like, those of us who kind of understood. One of my first tweets that I had, I think, the next day was talking about, like, oh, I see we have to have literally the most perfect candidate ever Mm. with no back history of badness or mistakes, nothing ever, 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 ever. That was Obama. Was his it, only, though? It was, because his only bad thing was that he was black. Because everybody seems to hate him now, too. Well, he's black. So, well, even black people, they're like, he didn't do enough. He didn't, but, I mean, he's still, the, at first he was black. To me, it's easier for me to say, because, you know, there's a lot of people who are trans who are against, and while you can say, well, these past years, look at how she's changed, mm-hmm. and her her everything, and to become what most sites are now saying is one of the most progressive, if not the most progressive candidates ever. But again, a stretch. I think that real progressives would have an issue with that. But but neither here nor there, I, I'm supportive. And it's a historic moment, as we both know. And damn. Props to all the immigrant children out there. I mean, just as you, not to bring it all down the same. The we, I don't feel so excited because like literally just before we hit record and stuff, I was like, he's going to win. And I don't know how to do this again. Yeah, I don't think anybody really understands what that means. It's like the last Harry Potter. Yeah. Except the difference is we know Voldemort dies. That's true. But we don't know that Voldemort dies here. There's some days the way that he tweets and the way that he says things, like the fact that he literally 
was saying that he's defunding and taking away things from the post office because he's trying to voter suppress and that nothing happens. And so I'm just like, I, I toss between him purposefully saying things because he's trying to taunt and say he know because he knows he can get away with it and nothing's going to happen because nothing mm -hmm. has ever happened. Right. Or he's trying to do it because he's desperate and trying to say, please overthrow me. I don't I don't know how to do this for another <laughs> 40 years. It might be like subconsciously that. Because that's what it feels like some days where it's just like sometimes he's saying things and I'm like, is he saying it because he knows that literally nothing's going to happen to him beyond the media saying, he said this thing, let's talk about it for eight hours. Mm -hmm. And all of us as liberals just being like, bah, 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 he said this. And then he just goes on to say the next thing. Or is he really truly hoping that it's like, yeah, overthrow me already, please. <laughs> is anything I say going to work? My God. <laughs> You know, you could just walk away, but I guess that that would be too easy. Well, he has his pride and his money. I'm sure and he's getting paid. His narcissism won't allow him to. Well, and like I said, I guarantee you a lot of this, he's getting paid under for other shit. So if oh, he yeah. were to, he's, he's trying to make it so then that way his contracts aren't financially broken for whatever reason and he has to pay it all back. I don't think anybody's going to go after him for quote unquote reparations. Russia would. <laughs> Well, they're going to take his ass, you know. <laughs> but apparently, girl, Michael Cohen's book is coming out and he got some dirt on him. And he's like golden showers in Las Vegas, not Russia. So I'm like, what? At this point, again, they've already done this. I, I know. They do it all the like every other month. Someone's coming out with a book. And it's like, yeah, look at all this horrible shit. And again, nothing's happening. Eventually, it's just a lot easier to fall into that lap of racism and xenophobia <laughs> i'm sure it feels like a big nice you know Warm fluffy grass that you just lay down with clouds around you of racism and disgust how that's comfortable i don't know but yeah most people are comfortable with it and then once they realize they're like oh what happened i didn't mean for this to be this way i didn't think it was gonna go that far mm -hmm. it did and you didn't do anything about it except <laughs> you know kill people so there you go and it's kind of what is happening here right now where it's like oh i didn't think me not wearing a mask was gonna go that far mm. it is and it did and you killed people right i mean that article i just sent you of that business where he legitimately said if you wear a mask coming into work you will be like you can leave you can be let go and now people are getting ill because he refused to allow his company to wear masks i keep thinking this is the hill you literally and figuratively wish die. to die on mm -hmm. this is this is it right here like i know i've got some petty shit <laughs> I know I have some weird hills, uh, like one of them being like Spike Spiegel is still alive at the end of Cowboy Bebop. And people throw all of their shit at me saying, here's all the proof. And I'm just like, I don't care. Like, this is the hill I'm dying on. But one of them I don't is literal science telling me otherwise. I don't know why not, Mallory. You should question everything. Isn't that the point of the X-Files? You know, I never got into it, so you're barking up the wrong tree. I don't know either. I think that was one of their slogans. I don't know. I don't. I know that. I know the tune. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> so 
that's going to be our new thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> that's about as far as I can get. Oh. Uh, speaking of the post office, girl, yes. you want to talk about the fact that you lost your fucking mind all day today? <laughs> This is the only good thing in my life right now. Don't take this away from this, me. Sweetie, we really have got to have a conversation. Isn't this what this is supposed to be about? <laughs> Let me lay the table for everybody else okay, to get on my side. Set the table for the people so that they could see also what the crazy shit I've had to deal with all day. So I had this stupid joke idea. Because we've talked about it before, even in the previous podcast, I think even Aaron talked about it, where saying, you know, like the, you know, like Black Lives Matter started coming up and then all the white people were like, let's watch the help Mm -hmm. because it makes us feel better. And so I was thinking about that today as I'm scrolling through and seeing a ton of shit about the post office and it just pops in my mind. Now, mind you, The Postman is a movie and it came out in 1997. Mm-hmm. This means I was 10 years old. I don't know why, because I've only seen this movie one time, why this would pop in. But it just came to me where I was like, wow, all of this is happening. It's kind of funny that no one's talking about this movie as if to be like, that'll save it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought it was sad because I was like, people thought the help, watching the help would save their racism. <laughs> And yet, they clearly know that watching The Postman will not save the post office. So Mm -hmm. let that sink in for a bit. Mm -hmm. Also, in my head, I was like, wow, I haven't thought of that movie. I mean, I'm 33 now, so probably 23 years I probably haven't thought of this movie. Mm -hmm. So then I messaged you that, being like, ah, aren't I funny? And you're like, you're fucking weird. And then I looked it up on Wikipedia, because I was like, is this what I remember it was? Because, you know, 10-year-old minds, mm-hmm. they either soak things up like a sponge or they fuck with it because your mind thought about it. and Like arachnophobia. We got it. We're with you. No, that movie I do remember to a T. Like, okay. I explained it to my parents one night and they were like, how do you remember so much? And I was like, because I was terrified. They traumatized you. Exactly. This uh, should have traumatized you as well. It didn't because it was boring. <laughs> but the Wikipedia was not. <laughs> Like, oh, my God, reading through this, I was like, I vaguely remember these things, but I probably didn't understand it as a 10-year-old. But my God. Wait, did you understand it as a 33-year-old? Yes, I well, because it was spelled out. So, uh-huh. <laughs> but okay, so for those of you who don't know what it is, the reason we even watched it in the first place is it's Kevin Costner is the main character. And it's someone who my mother adores. Like, we own every single Kevin Costner film. Even that one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, ooh, mama might listen. <laughs> I mean, every single, like she, he owned, I don't know if he still does, but I think it's like an, one of the Dakotas, maybe? He owns a casino. Oh my. And like, we went there and it's a very <laughs> tiny little thing. And like, the, Is they have a gift shop. Is it called the Kevin Costner Casino? No, I don't think so. Oh. But it's a. Dances it has, with Wolves Casino? Sort of, though. Like, it has every single movie in the gift shop of him. Oh, my gosh. And that's how we found out. I don't know such random shit about this man. (laughs) That's how we found out in, um, uh, because it had all of his films. And, uh, God, what was it? Uh, The Big Chill. 
he was in that movie. Yeah. He's the guy who died. Right. Well, it turns out like it's a joke film for him mm-hmm. because he actually was supposed to have all of these like sl- he was supposed to be in the film a ton. They cut him out entirely mm-hmm. and so like it's it was like some like people make fun of him for his like career for that because it was supposed to be like a breakthrough for him mm-hmm. and then clearly it wasn't i feel like his breakthrough performance was fandango but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so we watched this film and in my head all i remember about it was people fighting um, him faking that he, like, because he would burn a bunch of mail to keep warm. And it was supposed to be, like, a dis- – I couldn't – as a kid, I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be future or past because it felt like a past film. Sure. It was supposed to be future because mm-hmm. it was 1997. And what was the date? Was 2013. <laughs> Dystopian old Western film. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so he would – burn the mail but then he decided wait these letters mean something so he pretended to go around to get free shit from people to deliver mail and then like fighting occurred and then the end of the film happened like that's all i remember but i do remember it being like three hours long so the wikipedia page goes into way more depth talking about how we became this insane society that became dystopian due to the fact of racial hate and crime post office have been completely like shut down and it turns out that they're the rebels mm-hmm. so when he fakes being a post office guy he is starting a rebellion and they become like the reason why america comes back to america it's like quite it's quite the love letter and there's one point in the film where he or a couple tells him you need to impregnate my wife oh because because he's a postman and it would be on an honor. <laughs> like I was reading through this Wikipedia, I was like, Jesus Christ like it's the most wild film ever. So I've already contacted my friend Jesse and he's downloaded it and so tomorrow I'll be drinking and live tweeting it. <laughs> because I was like, this is too close to reality and also so far from <laughs> Oh my God. You really are gonna do it. You've lunatic. Yes. Because I was like, what else am I going to do? And like, I feel the need that this is, I find it so interesting that someone had this much passion about the post office, about the post office that they thought without the post office, the world will collapse. Yes. And look at, and then I was like, and that was them thinking 2013. And I was like, and look at us in 2020, mm-hmm. seven measly years. And actually maybe they were right. <laughs> Because if we can't vote. So I find it like this, this very weirdly endearing. Like I I have to, I just have to watch it to know. Okay. So I have another alleged six degrees of separation. And I think it was the postman. I don't think it was Waterworld. But there is back in my, you know, internet. To interject, Waterworld is also a future Mm -hmm. about climate change. And what if it turns out that every Kevin Costner film is about our true, like, what's going to happen? Well, then I'm waiting for the ghost to come out of the cornfield and play baseball with me. (laughs) Maybe it already happened. (laughs) Did someone build it? Because they won't come. Well, that is true. Okay, continue. So my six degrees of separation to, I believe it was the postman, was there was this guy I was talking to in a chat room on the internet back in the 60s and uh 60s 
<laughs> was it two cups with a string? <laughs> hello. 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 Smoke signals. Um, so. <laughs> Dick pics. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to see that. <laughs> no, blur it out. Thank God the wind took it away. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I just. <laughs> anyway. So he was like, I was in this movie with Kevin Costner. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Because he was like an actor or whatever. Mm, and he was sure. like, I was in this movie with Kevin Costner. And it was the postman. And I was like, oh, uh huh. And he was like, yeah, it was one of the black guys in it. And so now I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if I was talking to Lorenz Tate? Oh, what if you were? I never met him because he was so full of himself. But maybe it was. I mean, we talked on the phone, but then I never met with him because he just wanted to bang. And I was like, oh, my God, what if it was Lorenz Tate? Because he's the only was. black person I've seen in the trailer. So when you watch the movie, if you see other black people, take a picture and send it to me. Right, Not a dick was- pic. Because he was the main one who was like, I'm a child and defiant and <laughs> like a, a postman. <laughs> in, the, in the trailer, the guy was like, you're nothing. Like, I mean, they were really tearing down the postman. And he was like, I'm a postman. And I was like, oh, this film. Oh, this fe- like this could be the film of our time. This could be the resurgence be that people treasure. need to to band together and buy the merchandise from the USPS website. <laughs> Save the post office. Save it. Or we all just get uniforms and then we become post people. There we go. And we deliver the mail ourselves in coronavirus Because the new times. movie would be the post person. <laughs> Well, I just, it's the postman, so would be a post person. I do, well, I'm just saying the film would be, because then it would be all of but us. Be, but they're not going to be like, I'm a post people. I'm a post person. <laughs> My favorite thing of the whole film, at the, uh, I should say in the Wikipedia page for the film, uh-huh. uh, is at the end where they were like, 30 years later, <laughs> his daughter is unveiling and they've pretty much achieved world peace. Wow. It only Thanks took 30 years. It took and racial equality? So, and no crime? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. Thanks to the postman. So I'm going to be 60 in my 60s when this happens, apparently. I'm going to be dead. Although, to be fair, we do probably have to add a 10 years of dystopian future. So this Wouldn't this be considered the 10 years of dystopian future? I mean, in the times of like black holes and mm. the fact that time is illusion yes okay. this might actually be okay. but so yeah that's live tweeting it you can follow me on at toto kitty well by the time this comes out they can't follow you on it so we're gonna no, have to like do a special instagram post break i'm telling you you could watch with me do you have three hours <sighs> no i don't <laughs> have it for that <laughs> crazy I can't wait to watch it and realize it's still as boring as I remember. <laughs> like, There's a reason why that movie wasn't a blockbuster. But it it got three Sundance awards or not Sundance. It was some some a Saturn three Saturn awards, and I had to click into because I didn't shit, know what that meant. Is a Saturn award like for the car? It was specifically for science fiction, fantasy, oh. those types of films. And it was, or I shouldn't say it won. It was nominated. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure it only got an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> 8% splat. Three 
hours. It's a long time to... My God. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it takes a minute for you to understand this dystopian world and why it is the way it is and how he had to become the postman. Well, he was a Shakespearean dude, so he would go around to make money. Like a bard? Yeah, and then a militia tried to be like, no, now you're, I don't know, a hate crime. <laughs> and then he was like, no! So he ran away. He's and a hate crime? It. Like Trevor Noah? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then he he hid inside of a USPS truck. Mm-hmm. And then he committed a felony by burning people's mail. Reading it first. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> So yeah, that's my crazy. Um, This is what quarantine does to you when you've been inside your home since March 13th. Quarantine and COVID paranoia. Yes, indeedy. Mm -hmm. You come up with the idea that maybe the postman that was a horrible film might not have been incorrect. Well, you're going to find out tomorrow. Yes. So will the world when they realize that this movie still exists. (laughs) Mallory, this could be your viral Twitter moment. Oh my god, it could be. I will get nothing from it except I'm sure people trying to, like, looking through my Twitter feed and then just harassing me mm-hmm. to the point where I can't use it anymore. It's going to be great. Yeah, congrats. I'm very excited. I'll be very drunk. Yeah, you will be. So that is my happiness part to the horribleness that's happening with the post office. Well, I mean, I'm happy that you found something that makes you happy. I had to. Like, we, I feel at this point, have you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? No. So there's a scene, a little bit of a famous scene in it, where King Arthur is with his companion and they're quote-unquote riding through mm-hmm. uh, an area and he's trying to find a lord so he could add him to the round table. And it's just filled with people who are literally just getting muck. Sorry if you're hearing those noises. Indigo's like going at it for her. (laughs) I gave her a treat and she's just going at it. But uh, they're just literally picking up muck and sorting through muck and putting them in like little baskets and barrels and carrying them to wherever they're carrying them. Like That's like their job. And so that's what I feel like what's happening right now, Mm -hmm. where it's like to find happiness, you're just going through a bunch of shit constantly Mm -hmm. and then it's like some days you realize like inside the shit is like this tiny blade of grass or like i don't know a different kind of piece of shit (laughs) and you're just like oh wow oh my god look at this look at this like it's not just your normal shit there's this there's this shit instead And then everybody around you, like, kind of gathers around and is like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's not normal shit. It's it's this kind of shit. And and you take it because what else do you have but more shit around you? Wow. (laughs) He really made it it dark in here. (laughs) Okay, not everything's bad. I bought myself some watercolor. And so I'm teaching myself how to to paint. And your first painting was for Bad at Love. We should post that. Oh, it's so bad, though. I didn't like the colors on it. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, like, we can show your progression. I suppose. You could be like, this is Mallory's piece of shit, and then this is Mallory's (laughs) shit within the shit. (laughs) These are the surrounding pieces of shit that you can go, oh. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the temperature grade and the saturation in that. It's it's been fun. I kind of took it. I've seen a, a person or two use it as a way of like journaling. So wait, are you gonna become Bob Ross of watercolor? watercolor. Paint? 
Oh, does that mean I'm going to have to... grow a fro on the left. I was going to say, am I going to be Samantha? <laughs> I have to get a wig and become culturally inappropriative? He had a legit fro. No, he did. But yeah, I'm I mean, white. You could get a perm. I've always wanted a perm, and I've been fighting for a perm, but I don't think I'm ever going to get a perm. I don't think you should get a perm, just saying. But, you know, whatever works for you. What I could do is I could start collecting bundles of my shed hair, and then... <laughs> Just glue them on every cap. Oh my god! Just don't make it your pubic hair. No, my hair, my shed hair from my head. You're just saying don't. You don't need to add the addition. I wouldn't. What I mean, that's big. Two different hairs. <laughs> just glue. I, I I can see it now. You're just. You're not even gonna buy a, a proper wig thing. What you're gonna do is you're gonna get one of those little speedo caps. <laughs> You're just gonna like oh, like no, a paper wait, mache it on. You don't even need to do that. What you could do is get one of those bathing caps with the flowers on it, and yeah. you could just wear that. <laughs> Super oh. colorful. Oh my god! Just don't tell me to start tanning my skin. No, Otherwise, I'll be going viral for a different reason. I'm just saying, get the bathing cap and then start your nice, calm, you know, delicious dish talk, and then paint with your watercolors and here's how we paint a rose i would be this is how i paint my dog (laughs) i feel like i would be a very um then you just really be painting a rose and then actually painting your dog (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like i'd be a very exploitive like bob ross so i'd be painting all calmly and being like and let's put this little tree over here fuck fuck and then I would just be talking, like, no, it's because it's not the same. Like, the paint isn't the same. So I'd be like, it's draining. It's starting to go off to the side over here. Okay. Or the color's not blending like it should. And... So you'll just be neurotic Bob Ross. Mm, All right, yeah, Barbara there we Ross. go. Okay. Work on it. <laughs> this, my watercolor is, to me, what you're making your t-shirts are to you. I don't make my t-shirts anymore. I haven't done it in a minute. You but have I get plenty it. of things to go for. What do you want your next one to be? Well, my last one was human. And so I feel like I can't go any higher than that. Well, apparently you can. You should just make one that says robot. Inhuman? Savage. Then I could be like Beyonce and Megan the Stallion. I don't know. I feel like this is your calling now that we have three months of racist and sexist things that's going to be flown around the internet and in higher numbers. Of course, it's always happened. But well, speaking of that. Um, a new something good has sprung forth from the racist fruit tree born of the land. <laughs> How about that? That was very poetic. That was beautiful. So Good Humor is celebrating its 100th anniversary, and they have decided to make a new ice cream jingle because the current ice cream jingle is hella racist. So my question is on this, because maybe it's because I was in a different area, but that's the turkey and the straw never played it was like modern music that always played out of the ice cream trucks your guys's ice cream trucks are weird number one because they're like ice cream bands and they're not yeah ice cream trucks so so is there but i mean like is it typical where it's like if you have a specific type of like a like a when you buy an ice cream truck it's like here's the music you're allowed to play or yeah apparently and so now they're gonna actually let um, people be able to download this music for free and then I think it comes in the ice cream truck song pack or whatever going forward so they can use it. 
It's not that bad. I listened to it. Yeah. Here, I'll play it for me. It makes you want to take a nap. I was just thinking, actually, without the beat behind it, in the beginning, I was like, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> well, ice cream trucks are creepy. This is true. So this actual little ditty was made by the Rizza of the Wu-Tang Clan. So mm-hmm. they did their collaboration with him. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. See, so something good. Kids will no longer have the legacy of the turkey and the straw, which was um, first a British and Irish folk song with no racial connotations, but then it gained popularity in American minstrel shows in the 1800s. And so the song using its same melody contained highly offensive racist lyrics. Of course it did. And then in the 19th century, those songs were commonly played in ice cream parlors and later adapted as ice cream truck jingles. All I keep thinking about is that 30 Rock episode where they had the children's American Idol type situation. And because they couldn't afford any of the music, they had to use music that they didn't oh, have to pay out yep. and that was one of the songs <laughs> well there you go they might have to take that one off so yeah i mean that's the song that we would hear <laughs> go to the ice, the ice cream truck is here i mean no i mean i don't even think like any of us like my parents probably didn't know that that song was racist so i mean i didn't know that shit was racist until i watched samantha b how many things do we not know that it's everything <sighs> pretty much everything becomes so normalized mm-hmm. But it's insane. Yep. What were you talking about before that? Oh, you were showing me that tweet of uh, from that restaurant where they were like, this is a racist piece of art. Maybe you remove this art. Oh, and they yep, were like, this yep, isn't yep. racist. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Tore went to some place in Rhinebeck, New York, and he was like, your artwork is offensive because it's literally a black man with like big red lips or whatever like being spooked because he was behind like a backhoe or something and then like basically the other pictures that people put in the comments were like of all the pictures in that mm-hmm. restaurant and they're all just racist and the owner and or whoever was running the business was just like no they aren't That's racist and art. we don't think they are so mm-hmm. you can just leave and we're like what well and then you told me about your little mammy doll yeah I, I mean, like, at the time, I had no clue what it was. And because my response was, after I saw that, I was like, yeah, I know people like my mom who would have been like, well, this is an antique. It's worth something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it's racist. Well, apparently racism is worth money, which yeah, we all you noticed? now know. Because <laughs> all the rich people are for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was probably like, you know, 13, 14 years old at a carnival. And it was one of those machines where you pop the quarters in and there's three different levels. And the quarters push off either more quarters or prizes. And one of them was, yeah, that tiny little ceramic doll that I was like, this looks weird. Because it was pure black. It was not brown mm-hmm. or like it was like the darkest of black ever and then it had on the face like red which I was like are those lips? Mm-hmm. And then it had a white apron. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out what it was. 
because I was like, what piece of shit is this? Like, it doesn't look like, well, that's how naive I was anyway. And I remember going home to my mom and she was like, I think it's an antique. And I was like, I got it from a crappy carnival. I don't think it is. And, uh, and she was the one who said, well, it's, you know, how people depicted black people. And I was like, well, it doesn't look like a black person. I don't understand. Like... (laughs) I was very judgmental about my art. Clearly. (laughs) Imagine a literal person like me not understanding. Exactly. (laughs) And so, yeah, I pretty much was like, well, tossed it in the garbage because what was I going to do with that piece of shit? See, that shit could have been worth money. Or if you rubbed its head and or belly and or lips, it might have taken you to back in time or forward in time i don't know <laughs> you're right i could have just maybe it would have brought me to non-racist days or maybe i don't know it would what have... that means exactly well, i mean for you every day is a non-racist day for yeah mine is just sexism that i have to worry know. about mm-hmm. that'll never go away probably not neither will racism girl man what a bleak world <laughs> it's really <laughs> Really amazing these days. So now tell me what's happening in the Powderhorn area here in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Yeah, I I think it's just mostly in the east section. But today, so because of COVID times and because of like some of the protests and stuff like that, they were shifting people around who have been homeless. Um, I don't know how much you see the city. I don't know how much you've gone through. When I go to my chiropractor or like I had to go to the clinic the other day, I've been seeing a lot of it, like how the tents are set up and because there's nowhere to go. There's just and so this was meant as a sanctuary to say like we're trying to keep, you know, for COVID purposes for the homeless and giving them a space so then they have a place to be without worrying, um, especially with the COVID times. Apparently, the uh, city was saying we need to reduce how many tents are being set up and get rid of things, but they didn't put any plans in place. And uh, the police decided they needed to reduce it now. So they went through and they bulldozed a bunch of tents um, protesters were there trying to say, because if people have been paying attention, some of the right groups, um, you can find through Twitter or Instagram, frequently people posting and saying, hey, Powderhorn needs um, extra supplies for snacks, individual snacks or water or more masks, um, things to try to help with the community and stuff like that. And so there's usually people there anyway because they're trying to help with these sorts of things. Point blank, we're pepper spraying people in the face, forced a bunch of people out. And it's like, where are they supposed to go? Like, that's the fucker right there, is that they stole a bunch of their items, bulldozed down their homes of tents, mind you. And then it's like, now where do they go? Because you haven't set up any plan for them for them to go anywhere. And you're just saying, there's not enough room here, so we're getting rid of you. And good luck. Well, this is not going to look good for Jacob Trudeau. No, it's not. And it hasn't been looking good on him for months now. So I've just, from, it's been frustrating because when I saw those, I saw, I, I thought two different things of how much homeless that I've been seeing. And the first is like, wow, that's fucking sad. But then also some pride in our community. Mm-hmm. because we've really banded together like a lot of the people have um, been giving money. I know I've given money because uh, there's specific people who like put out for either their cash app or PayPal or 
um, those sorts of things to be like, hey, I'm doing a run. If you can give money to me, all of the money is going to be me grabbing all of this for this camp here. And it's just horrendous that like it, it pisses me off that we're just going to continue to harm and put them into another spot to be harmed again. Mm-hmm. And it's also frustrating to know that they, the city has pawned off essentially doing anything about the MAPD too because, or the MPD, they didn't want to deal with it. So we don't even, or Minneapolis, because technically I'm on the outskirts, doesn't even get to vote on how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait a whole nother fucking year and deal with them continuing this bullshit because the city decided it wasn't enough time maybe they'll come up with a plan i doubt it i doubt it because it's not like we've ever had a plan before and we're on the press you know people are being evicted now Mm -hmm. so it's like not only is this a problem that we don't already have a plan Mm -hmm. but then also the fact that it's like people are being evicted because they don't have enough money because the government hasn't given them anything because covid is causing all of these issues and then the fucking senate decided hey let's continue to go on our fucking break break mm-hmm. our little vacation and i get that some people are saying well they do this every year not every year do we have a fucking pandemic yeah. where people I, are uh, not know, able to survive like this was really callous Yes. So it's just, it's very sad to me. It makes me happy because the community is doing what they can. And it's almost hilarious to me in a way because it's like we're, we're being, we're forcing the country to become socialist. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's happening anyway. Instead of our taxes helping in these people and getting them the help that they need, people are literally go funding and giving money away to support their communities anyway. So we're, we're already doing it. And it's such a joke that they want to continue with capitalism at this point. That's not real capitalism anyway, but I don't know if you've thought anything else about it, but for me, it's just like this consistent, like this whole week has just been this continuing fuckery of like, it's like a domino effect of fucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, uh, especially, I think it was yesterday when I messaged you and I was like, what the hell happened? I went to uh, yeah. wash my hair and took a shower. And in the two hours I was doing all of that, like 17 things happened. And I was like, oh my God. And then of course, right before I went to bed, Rachel Maddow was on and she was talking about this incident that happened in Bend, Oregon. Did you hear about it? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I just started crying because I just can't even believe that this is a thing that's happening. Explain it in case other people, because I feel like there's so many things happening that you can't keep up even at this point. In Bend, this guy was walking down the street and he saw like these ICE agents basically like just take these guys and throw them into this big truck. And he was like, what is going on? And he actually used his body as like a shield and tried to, to stop the truck from moving. And he texts, put a message out on social media and then a then people just started coming and it ended up being like a huge silent um, protest with like hundreds of people coming Mm -hmm. and trying to get them to let these two men out of this truck and they had been in the truck for like 12 hours they hadn't eaten they wouldn't let them talk to lawyers they were trying to communicate through the like steel of the truck and you had like um lawyers and people trying to listen putting their ear to the actual side of this bus to try to hear what these guys were saying so that they could try to help them 
and um, people were just like, just let them go. They had lived here for 15 years. Mm -hmm. They have families. And then finally, they had federal police officers come in and like tear gas the protesters who were basically just sitting around the truck um preventing it from moving and during the melee and the chaos they were able to whisk the two gentlemen away so in the chaos and the melee they just whisked the two gentlemen away into a different like suv or whatever and then they just were gone after hours after the 12 hours of yep. being detained with no food or no water and these people protesting it mm -hmm. as well it just broke my heart. I just was just like, what are we doing right now? Like, this is what's important. That's what the money's being wasted on. It's two people who've been here. We're going to work. It reminds me sort of of the time, too, of uh, when ICE was really starting to get going. That whole Republican town and that man who had been there for like 40 years, I think it was. And they took him away. Everyone in the town was like, what the fuck? Like, and he was like, I think he had a restaurant. Just one of the main people of the community themselves. I'm trying to remember exactly what the situation was. But I just remember that when the journalists were asking questions of the people, they were like, well, I mean, we didn't want immigrants and stuff coming in. But this person is a good person. Oh, now you realize exactly that's what i remember even thinking reading the article was all of these people being like well i mean we didn't want people coming in here and we don't want illegal immigrants and blah 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 but this is someone who's been here for 50 years and knows my family and has taken care of you know my kids at one point at one point and and it's like yeah you keep the main problem is is that they're dehumanizing mm-hmm in their heads and their faces of everything of saying they think it's like the some weird shadowy enemy mm -hmm. crossing the border and not realizing that these are real it's humans. It's just your neighbor. I hope something happens where those people are because where are they even right now? I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows where they ended up or I mean hopefully their families they were able to communicate with their families. It's just ridiculous. So that got me in you know, between all the things that happened yesterday with, you know, the reinvention of birtherism and mm -hmm. you know, our which fun, exciting voter suppression, which you're going to now fight the right with the Postman movie and the dickheads in the Senate just callously walking away to go on their fabulous vacations while everybody else in the world starves and dies. Um, and plus, I was reading, I'm reading a new book and um, it got me to just thinking about something and then i actually wrote something down all right i want to hear it so we can take this out if it's not good you're a very good writer i highly doubt that it may be your reckoning but for some of us it's our awakening realizing that we have been bred to be complacent to accept morsels rather than a whole pie as progress to follow the status quo and hope for the best to diminish ourselves to make ourselves invisible to silence ourselves as a method of self-preservation to watch, read, and hear about black and brown people getting slain by police by anyone white who just feels unsafe, and metaphysically stepping over their carcasses and moving past like it's nothing in front of others while we scream in our hearts, like our ancestors before us watching lynchings and whippings and loved ones being sold and stolen, to stuff the anger, sadness, and pain down deep and put a smile on our faces or provide words of solace or to be the calm sounding board for whites to placate or acknowledge that it's a shame, but not all police or not all whites. 
We wonder why we haven't been able to explain the sudden depression, immobility, inability to function, intolerance of excuses, and acceptance of not all. The scream is no longer coming from our hearts. Timu, that's really good. Thanks, Mel. That happened this morning. That's really good. We should put that on Instagram too. I thought about it. I think that's where we end it. <laughs> All right, kids. Wash your hands and wear a mask. Cheers. Bye.